So when people come, I and I'm sure you've had this, but mm-hmm. I've had people come to me and say, I've read Revelation and I believe that it, it says soon, but I believe soon is in like the next three years. Right. Like how, how do we come back questions like that? Welcome to the follow-up. I'm here with Pastor Jack. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Hey, don't care. Welcome to our brand new set. Thank you. It's it, pretty nice. It is beautiful. So if you are new and just joining us for the follow-up, this is a video podcast series that we do recapping the week's sermon. So that way, really, you can grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus. And we're doing, this one's going to be a little different than what we've done in the past. So if you've been watching and you're subscribed and you're a frequent of the follow-up. Um, welcome back. But this year right. is going to be to- a little bit different, which I'm excited about. We are studying the book of Revelation and dun, dun, dun. Exactly. That's, how, that's how I feel anytime I hear the word revelation. I'm, I'm probably not alone in that. So before we like dive into more questions specific that we're going to be doing, I would love to know from you, Jack, where what was what inspired us doing the book of Revelation? So this was not a quick decision. Uh, this was years in the making. And even as a team, we had to kind of come to the place of where do we view some of the little nuances of Revelation similarly and different? How much are we willing to embrace that difference? Where is it going to cause mm-hmm. a problem or a rift? And there really wasn't. Uh, but we also spent a year-ish reading multiple authors, getting on the same page, where are the points that we really need to highlight as a focus of the book, Mm -hmm. and prayerfully, like, is this a good season to do this? Coming out of COVID, Revelation might have scared more people than helped, and I think it could have hyperfixated people on the wrong things instead of the right things, which I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been a process, a good one, but it's a book you can't run from. I right. mean, it is so full of blessing. It is so full of of hope and really a picture of where we're going, uh, like as we look toward the end time and what Jesus has in mind. So that's that's why it was kind of a process, but yet at the same time, a process we knew we couldn't skip right? and a book we knew we couldn't abhor, avoid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all that it kind of played yeah. into it. It's been, having been on staff, I know, mm-hmm. I've known that this has been something that has been talked about for right. years and years and years. So the fact that it's finally here after so much research from the pastoral team and just all the diving in and talking and sure. like, we're feeling like, okay, perfectly, this is the time. Now's and I'm, the time. I'm really excited for us to dive in. So this series on the follow-up, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So we are, we've got some questions to Yay. ask the preaching pastor. So Jack is here today. And then we are actually asking for you guys. We can we understand that Revelation can be sometimes a little bit of a tricky book or raises more questions than answers. Right. So yeah. we're going to have a link down in the description for you that if you have any questions that come up as you're studying Revelation on your own, as you're in your life group, or even from the weekend sermon, if you have questions, feel free to email us, social at springlakechurch.org. That's going to be le- linked down in the description for you. And ask awake. And we're actually going to be answering them here on the show, which yes. is super exciting. Excited about that. Yep. Yes. And then after we do that, we're going to ask like, what now? What does this mean for us sure. as we take revelation and make it practical for our life? Okay. I'm excited for this. Are you Let's ready go. for some of our questions? Yeah. Okay. So what blessings can we expect from studying revelation according to revelation one through three? Now I'm going to pause real quick. Um, Jack kicked us off this week, which is really exciting. He specifically talked about revelation one, one through three. So just right. First three verses, and so tell us a little bit from 
Revelation one three. What are some of the blessings that we can expect? From yeah, and I would, uh, I would, I, I want to stretch that out a little yeah. bit because one through three, the big blessing there is there's a blessing to those who read it and read it aloud and hear it. And the reason being is because uh, the author of Revelation, John, is writing saying, "Hey, it's gonna get tough, but there's a blessing in persevering. There's a blessing in hanging in together. That's why there's a blessing in understanding what's in this book." And I gave away the end of the book week one, and that is we win. But if you get stuck in the battles, if you get stuck in what life throws at you, you miss the win at the end. It's like any sport where there's a tough quarter or two quarters, uh, or you're a Bears fan. Sorry, Bill. Um, (laughs) Had to throw that in. But if you get stuck in the wrong quarter and don't see the end of the game, you'll quit. The blessing is in playing all four quarters or, or keeping going. John is really clear about that. So there's a blessing there. In your life groups this week, one of the questions is going to be, what do you see in these blessings? Where are they similar? Where are they different? Like what, what hope does it give you? And uh, it's, it, it's crucial, the seven blessings that you'll talk about, to understand them in the framework of blessing isn't always in the form of a check or in the form of, uh, of a boyfriend or girlfriend or a job. Man, the blessing sometimes is the perseverance that only comes by leaning into Jesus. Oh, man, this is so good. Okay, next question. Sure. What does it mean when it says these things will happen soon, and how should it affect our lives? Soon. What a, I know. a loaded right. statement. Right, seriously. <laughs> so uh, it, there's a couple of com- uh, ideas behind soon. First of all, I go to Second Peter. Peter writes and is like, listen, dear friends, He's not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. And Peter's comment there is to say, listen, God's not on your time frame. He's not looking at your watch or your calendar uh, or your, your, you know, your phone when, when a reminder goes off mm-hmm. like we have for every 20 minutes. His, his scope is a lot bigger. So don't get locked up in a time frame. If we were to say now something happened 100 years ago, most of us would go, wow, in the greater context of history, 100 years isn't that long. Mm-hmm. But in reality, most of you watching, most of us in the room, we're not even a thought 100 years ago. Right. So keep in mind God's context of soon. Mm-hmm. Plus, some of those things he talks about are unrolled. And you're going you're gonna to hear this later in the series, too. But they're un, un, being revealed, which is what the word apocalypse means. It's mm-hmm. an apocalyptic event. It's happening little by little. It's starting to be revealed now. Mm-hmm. So I think as we understand that, we get a bigger picture of God's idea of soon doesn't mean by our calendar. It's by his. So when people come, and I'm sure you've had this, Mm -hmm. but I've had people come to me and say, I've read Revelation and I believe that it it says soon, but I believe soon is in like the next three years. Right. Like how how do we combat questions like that? Sure. And let me me take that and kind of put it in a, a framework that I probably could clarify something from this weekend that I said. We have through history and and in my lifetime, probably every three to five years. And every time we go into a new decade or a new millennium, we get these prophecies about this is the end time. Mm -hmm. There was a book that came out, 87 Reasons for 87, 88 Reasons for 88. Uh, They'll turn into the new millennium. This Mm -hmm. is the year 2000 is actually a year is as a thousand uh, a day is a thousand years, the Lord a thousand years. Like, well, this is the third day. So that means it's the resurrection. Jesus coming back. We have a lot of guesswork. That's mm-hmm. why I would tell people to kind of take a, take a deep breath and back up from trying to guess the day mm-hmm. because we're actually warned about that in Scripture. Uh, we've had a lot of guesses, and we're still here. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and honestly, there's some cults that have started out of some of those guesses. So just mm -hmm. be careful mm -hmm. uh, with trying to figure out the day or the time frame. Um, live faithfully, live persevering, and live with an understanding that God knows his time frame, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. You know. Awesome. So now I'm going to throw you some of the questions that okay. we've had people write in. So one of the questions was that if we don't have a full understanding of the beginning, mm -hmm. meaning creation, then how can we begin to understand the end or revelation? And, I, and, and the only way I could answer that really is um, the context of what we're studying right now is not creation. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different series. Great question. Great study. Maybe you'll see that in the, in the near future. More than just Genesis throughout uh, the Psalms talks about creation. Uh, there are different pro prophets who talk about it. So that in itself would be a study. Uh, like I said, a pretty good deep dive. Mm -hmm. Revelation serves a different purpose. And as we've gone through, and you can look through our YouTube page and see some of the sermon series we've covered, I think Revelation opens a door to look at where we are looking toward the end, and have a historical understanding of the church and how they would have understood Revelation as they read it as the original um, intended readers of the book. So I, I, while I love the question, I think what we're doing in Revelation right now is a very different purpose than trying to cover the entire scope and span of all of created history to the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's really, we're trying to hone in right now instead of back out on it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that clarity. Okay. Okay, so one of the things said that um, it says, Jack said that we don't read the book of Revelation literally. Right. And then can you explain what that means? Yeah, there's sometimes what the pastor says and what he meant to say, and I think that may be <laughs> one of those. So I appreciate the, the question for clarity. Uh, Revelation, as we get into this book, you are going to hear parts that are very much literal, very literal. And then you're going to read things like Revelation 12 about <laughs> yeah. where the baby that is born begins to stomp on the dragon's head. That is a phenomenal picture of the victory we have in Christ, Christ overcoming uh, the devil. Uh, it is not a literal picture, and it is not what we will be using for our Christmas message this year. Uh, <laughs> another place is where we read about the return of Jesus with the sword in his mouth. Uh, that is not a literal picture. It's a figurative picture. So when we talk about literal versus figurative, understanding what is symbolic, uh, what is figurative language, and as we go chapter by chapter, we will get into a little bit more of that. But I would also warn us not to get hyper fixated on mm -hmm. the symbolism of Revelation. Uh, the way I put it in the message is instead of hyper fixating on the dragon, let's keep our focus on the lamb. Because that's the point of the book of the Revelation. Mm -hmm. And the, the, really the prophecy, the letter of, of the Revelation, is to really see what God is up to and the victory we have in him. Yeah, I, you bring up a good point when we're talking about some parts in here are taken literally and some sure. parts are taken more metaphorically. Mm -hmm. So where do we, as followers of Jesus, where do we know where that line is for certain things in the Bible, whether revelation or not? How do we know when something should be taken literal and how do we know when something is metaphorical? What I love about Jesus writing, when he, especially because Jesus used so many parables, mm -hmm. when you read the gospels, Jesus doubles back with his, with his disciples and is like, hey, this is what that meant. So, so much of scripture you'll find, one of my professors used to always say, scripture interprets scripture. Mm -hmm. So you'll find the fuller meaning. Uh, another place, and you're going to hear this later on in the series, and as Ryan and I were prepping last week for two weeks from now, when you get into some of the symbolism, it's not just in the moment, but it, it, it leans so much into Old Testament uh, figurative language 
or prophecies that the original readers would have gone, oh, that's of course that's what he's talking about, mm -hmm. because this is exactly what the prophet Isaiah said, or the prophet Ezekiel. So we're going to see a lot of overlap in that, mm -hmm. which I'd encourage you to lean in in this series to some of those understandings. And I would like to encourage you with a book. One of the things we did, as Carrie was asking, in this year was read a lot of different books. And there's some great books, great authors out there. One that we are really leaning into in the series is uh, by Nancy Guthrie. The book is entitled Blessed. It does a great job of spelling out exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. with um, some of the figurative language. What can we know it to mean? What would the first century church have immediately known what it meant uh, in a Roman culture with so much tie to the Old Testament, having just been experienced the life of Jesus? So I, I, would, I, I would lean into that and say, Get a bigger picture than mm -hmm. what someone might think it mean. Like, get an understanding of what it meant back then. Love it so much. Okay, so as we start to wrap things up, mm -hmm. last question. What are practical ways to engage and understand the book of Revelation better than just simply reading it? Sure. And I'm going to go from a week one understanding. Yeah. Okay, because... One of the things that I would have loved to have done is being able to dive more into the book, but I mm -hmm. also know it would have uh, maybe made it confusing getting too far ahead. Right. So I kind of tried to keep it simple. I would encourage you, if you're not in a life group, get in a life group uh, because there are going to be more questions and dialogue around some of these as well as some more uh, historical and understanding as well. Number two, things like this, the follow-up. We are going to hit a little bit more on some of the detail we can't hit in the messages. And maybe you've got a favorite author that has a little bit different view uh, than, than the approach we may take. Please understand, a little bit different view on one symbol doesn't mean we disagree on Jesus' return. Mm -hmm. That's in stone. And I think we need to understand that. So where someone may have a little bit different nuance, uh, we're going to discuss some of that in the follow-up. So I'd encourage you to do that. And then, uh, like I said, as far as Spring Lake goes and where we go in this, this book is going to be uh, a good guide um, as far as what it looks like where we may be going to give a little bit more of the detail than, than what we may cover. So uh, that's, that's some of the things I think I would start yeah. with and, and getting a better understanding. Be praying, too, for wisdom. The Holy Spirit is amazing at bringing to life the pieces that we may have had confusion on in the past. I know I've already experienced that in, in my deeper understanding of Revelation through the last year of, of reading up on it. Yay. Okay. So many great practical tips. Thank you, Jack, for joining oh, us. You. This is just the beginning. Yeah, We're super yeah, excited to yeah. continue in with the follow-up for this sermon series. And if you are not already subscribed, make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode when these come out. And if again, if you have any questions that come up during the follow-up, maybe during the week or come up right on after a weekend service, feel free to email us social at springlakechurch.org. Again, that's going to be linked down below for you and send them in. They might get read on, yeah, right. on the air, which yeah. is super exciting. And we will see you guys next week as we continue in the book of Revelation. Have a great day. See ya.